welcome you to episode 55 of Moving Matters. I am your host, Colin Wynn. I hope Moving Matters will give you an insight to others working who have worked in this wonderful industry as they delve into their past, their present and their future. You will find a new episode of Moving Matters on the second and fourth Thursday of each month. In this episode, we discover that my guest began his career within the industry in 1986, starting out at Pickford's as a trainee manager. We discuss his challenges, what he would change from his moving past, his high points, what changes he would make to the industry, the advice he would give starting out again, his predictions for the next five years, and what he does outside of the workplace. And as always, we end with a funny moving story. In fact, two, one involving a new suit and the other a shipping container prank. My guest this episode is Graham Byers, Managing Director of Removal Services Scotland. Enjoy. Good morning, Graham. Welcome to Moving Matters. How are you today? Yeah, good, Colin. Thank you very much. Nice to speak to you again. And you, and you. Can you tell everybody about yourself and the length of time within the industry? I've been in the industry since 1986. Started out with Pickford as a trainee manager in their Dumfries depot. And over the next couple of years, went to Newcastle, to Inverness, training in operations, sales, administration, all of that. And I then went on to manage their Carlisle depot, their Stirling depot, their sister company Hopes Removals, the depot in Glasgow. I managed that. And that was from. 86 through until 94. I think at one stage when I took over in Carlisle, I was the youngest branch manager in the country at 21, but wow. that was a bit of a learning experience. And then my good friend Ian Wright, who was also ex-Pickfords, started up Removal Services Scotland in Edinburgh. And that was, I think, about 93, 92, 93. And one thing led to another, and I came on board with Ian kind of right almost from the start with RSS really and been with them ever since doing everything from sales being out in the trucks operations get involved in the management side obviously and that continued right through until 2017 Ian had built up quite a big part of document storage with RSS and sold that business and the removal business transferred over to myself and one of my colleagues Greg McMullen so I've been running RSS myself with Greg since 2017 and so it goes. We've taken over the running of Guardian Moving and Storage early part of this year, and that's keeping me busy. So how did you get started in the industry? What made you go to Pickford's to become a trainee manager? An old school pal of mine was, and some folk in the industry may, may have heard of Kevin Buchanan. Yes, I remember that. I name. don't even know if he's still ex the removal yeah, company. Yeah, very much so. Um, yeah, I don't know if, what Kevin does with his time now, but yeah, I was at school with Kevin, and he was a trainee manager at Pickford's and Dumfries, and I had to get wind that I'd applied for the job as trainee manager and put a good word in for me. So I didn't really have any ambition to join the industry as such. I, I used to work in a, an office supplies business, and it just it. it the thing that attracted me about it, especially at that time with Pickfords, was that because they had the trainee manager program in place, it gave you the opportunity mm. to move to all the different branches I had at that time and experience all the different aspects of running the business. And that really appealed to me. And I was only in Dumfries for six months before I then went over to Newcastle. And that whole experience about moving away from home when you're young, 
and kind of almost been thrown at the deep end really was was tough at the time but it was it was great experience looking back it was it was priceless really and, and that's why you know when I was relatively young taking on a branch seemed like the most logical thing to do you know the chat among the, all the trainee managers was when are you getting your first branch sort of thing so there was a real buzz in, in, in Pickford at that time. So how long did it take to get your first branch? You said you were at Carlisle at 21. Yeah, so I think it was the oh, February 86 that I started at Pickfords and Dumfries and then it was the March 88 that I, I started running the Carlisle Depot. Wow, yeah, two years. years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, I made mistakes and I look back and think, God, what, <laughs> what, what was I thinking, you know? But um, that's, that's the best way to learn, really, you know. And, and it's, it's the only way, really. So when you went to Pickfords as a trainee manager, I take it that was just straight into management. It wasn't portering, driving, that sort of stuff. Just straight in at management uh, no, level. No, it was it was absolutely right from the bottom rung. So I had no experience. Ah, right. in, in Making the tea, yeah. supplying the coffee, yeah, out in the biscuits, tr- out in the trucks with the guys, getting absolutely wound up left, right, and centre. You know, as uh, the <laughs> you know how it goes in this industry. You know, there's there's no hiding place. So. Uh, uh, but it was great. It was, it, was, it was really, you know, the guys, old school removal guys, the guy who ran the depot in Dumfries was, was a, a great reputation for bringing youngsters through and, um, you know, was, was very prepared to, to coach you, which was, uh, which was great. And a good relationship with him for a long time after that, a good kind of mentor in the industry, somebody you could bounce stuff off, you know, it was, it was great. So can you tell everybody about your company or companies mm-hmm. as it is now and the services they offer? Yeah, so pretty traditional removal companies, really RSS and Guardian Moving and Storage are both domestic commercial removal companies, both of their own container storage facilities. Guardian do a lot about self-storage, RSS not. And RSS tend to currently do more, probably more European stuff at the moment and sort of bigger better quality house moves and and it's just you know been a development process over the years to adapt to the changing marketplace have you found going into europe these days since brexit more complicated and bureaucratic and time consuming and costly and to be honest we had to find out most of that from ourselves for ourselves rather with the customs paperwork etc the upside is there are fewer companies doing it. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, and I think we're getting better prices for it as a result because people now realise that it is more it is more of a specialist thing. So you don't do archive storage anymore? No. That was at RSS. Yeah. And that was, a, that was a separate part of RSS, was it not, years ago? Um, so Ian had developed the document storage under the one brand of RSS. Right. Yeah, but then sold that part of it to an Irish company called Oasis, and that is now run separately by them. Yeah, and they're a specialist document storage company, and the RSS, the removals business, effectively yeah. set up as a kind of new business, really, with the same name and depot and guys and all the rest of it. So, yeah. But you don't do that as RSS. You don't do archive storage no. anymore. No. But I believe Guardian do. They do. Tommy mentioned they it do. Uh, on the last episode. Yeah. So you'll be back into it whether you like it or not. You'll be back into document storage. That's a good business. It, it's it's great. It it's is great, a very good great, business. Great revenue and it's the thing that really works at Guardian is the, is is the spread of different types of revenue. Yeah, Guardian weren't doing really any European stuff until we kind of took it over 
So there's a lot of scope within the both businesses to do development. So was Guardian just too good an offer yeah. to miss? Yeah, absolutely. Or I should say opportunity to miss? Yeah, absolutely. Roy Dawson, one of the previous owners, kind of wanted out, really. And I've known Roy since back my Pickford's days, so when I started. And we had a, like an informal chat about it, and it grew arms and legs. And uh, the more we spoke about it, the more we felt that it was a, a great fit for both companies. Uh, and for me personally, it's been, it's, it's been excellent. Brilliant. So what challenges have you had to overcome then, Graham? Uh, in the last five years running a business, plenty. <laughs> <laughs> or the last X amount of years being in the removal industry. Absolutely. I suppose it, the, the thing that struck me was it's one thing being a, an employee and a long-standing employee with RSS and a very close relationship with the previous owner. It's very different when you're put in a hot seat and you're running the business especially with COVID and all the other stuff that's happened, there's a different kind of pressure there. And it's not until you're in that seat that you, you really understand, you know, that cash flow and profitability and all the rest of it are absolutely crucial. And I didn't have to get involved in that before. And so that, that was probably the biggest challenge, but thoroughly enjoyed it and embraced it. And I think you have to with any of these sort of things. There's, there's no point in trying to shy away from the challenges that are there. It's the same with COVID and all of that. We just have to find a solution. And the Brexit thing was a big deal for us. Yeah, I bet. You know, because of the European work we did. If you could change anything from your moving past, what would it be? Good question. Um, probably to have perhaps struck out my own earlier. I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> I think the difficulty is that it seems so daunting. And I think that, I suppose what I've learned is that don't be put off by the things that you you don't know or you don't think you can know because I've learned so much in the last five years running a business that I didn't think I would need to know or that, that I would even expect to, to have to know about, you know, taking over another business and all of that is is quite a job in its own right. But the experience that I've built up over the last five years has really stood me in good stead in that, in that way. And I think that, you know, looking back, it would be just to say, you go for it. And even if you're in at the deep end, don't be put off by it because you will learn, especially in this day of Google, you know, the internet, you can, you can learn so much, even if you're, you're a bit ignorant about certain things. Well, Google knows everything apparently, but unfortunately she can't tell me the weather. That's for sure. Never gets that one right. So what is your high point of being in the industry? Probably a couple of things, probably early days in Pickford's, getting the opportunities to move around different branches, uh, but also getting your, your first branch effectively, your branch management, and then getting promoted up into to bigger, you know, bigger branches. And the whole thing was yeah. a big, big step up as well. Um, so I suppose just getting that recognition that you're doing something right and that people are noticing. So that, and also the, the whole Guardian thing, it take, you know, taking over RSS initially in my own right, and, and then the Guardian thing. Becoming your own boss. Yeah. Which is good, but you need the people around you. So you've obviously got Greg around you and you need obviously support from your accountants and all those sort of things, but you need the staff, like obviously at, at Guardian we mentioned earlier, mm. Linda, Tommy, you need those people to bounce the ideas off. Yeah. As long as you've got good people around you, mm. you'll go far. Yeah, you do well. I agree. So Pickford's with their trainee programme, 
I speak to quite a few people on these podcasts and everybody pretty much has some sort of a background or affiliation with Pickfords in the past. Do you not think it's a shame that they don't do these trainee programs anymore? Uh, I couldn't agree more. You listen. Which they may do, but in a smaller capacity these days, whereas years ago, everybody had some sort of affiliation with Pickfords. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a very different business now, Pickfords, than it was back yeah. in the day, a different dynamic. And they obviously have a business model the way that they run the business now, and that's completely fine. It's just, I think it was, I think they introduced so many people to the industry, some with, with previous kind of connections and, and stuff, but a lot yeah. of folk who had no family connections, the people that I, you know, my fellow trainee managers at the time, none of them, as far as I was aware, were from a removals background or, you know, like Tommy McNee, for example, his father had a removals business and. There's an awful yep. lot of the companies up and down the country that are family businesses and people come through. But Pickfords didn't really have that to the same extent. So they brought a lot of fresh blood into the industry, people who would otherwise wouldn't become involved. That bring fresh ideas, fresh impetus and energy to the business. And I think that that is missing. Um, and it's something that we're we're looking, well, we've got a lad on at the moment. We've only He's only just been with us about six weeks. And he technically is in that mold as a trainee manager for him out in the trucks, operations in, in the admin, and that will be a continual process. It needs to be seen how if it's the right thing for him or whether he'll gravitate to to one aspect of the business. And, and a lot of the trainee managers, when I started, it didn't always end up as branch managers. Some ended up in operations, some doing the accountancy side, or some were natural salesmen. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. they just they found that niche within the business. But I think that that's interesting as well because they got some managers out of it but they also get good salespeople and good operations staff as well because there's lots of different parts of the business that you can go into you can branch off into that, that uh, provide a great career prospect you know do you think it's vital to throw people out on the vans as well to give them that experience yeah it's it's not it's not the greatest you know if you're used to sitting in the office and drinking tea and <laughs> all, that that, all that sort of stuff that's fine it's not great when you're out there removal and the, the pouring rain and stuff but it's essential really you know the lad Liam that we've got on board we, we deliberately put him out there first so that he could see yeah. what it is we're actually doing what, what is the service what are the customers it has to be on the front line as such first of all doesn't it it's an experience what that's like absolutely yeah no, no, you, you just have to do it whether you like it or not really it's just it's <laughs> part of the job just not in the rain yeah. just not <laughs> what one thing would you change in the moving industry oh, goodness here's a question i suppose you can have many if you uh, want well i don't know <laughs> i suppose and this 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 will happen over the next i'm sure the next 10 years but it would be good to have that transition from diesel vehicles into electric vehicles proper electrified or some other biofuel removal trucks much much quicker i think the the opportunities for small companies to to move away from traditional diesel vehicles is very very limited at the moment for the types of, very expensive absolutely and for the for the size and types of vehicles that we use in the industry because the bottom line is i couldn't give a monkey's whether it's diesel or potato peels that go into the trucks quite frankly as long as they they go and if they're environmentally friendly, lower emissions, then great. But I do think that with the low emission zones in the cities and just the, the way that city centres are changing, taking an 18-ton truck into Edinburgh or Glasgow or 
Manchester or London it is going to be a thing of the past for me. So I think a quicker transition to more suitable vehicles and more environmentally friendly vehicles is, is the way to go. And I'd like to see more done to try to accelerate that in our industry. I don't know how, I don't know how you do it. It's down to the manufacturers, I guess, economies of scale, and also even in electric cars and stuff, there's still issues with batteries, the range of the battery technology and stuff. I mean, that's changing constantly, and, and I'm quite yeah. sure in 10 years' time, it'll, it'll be completely transformed. But um, a little bit frustrating that it couldn't be a little bit quicker. So do you think we'll be moving to smaller vehicles? You mentioned about the 18-ton trucks. Are you thinking more smaller vehicles instead of the 18-ton trucks? Well, truck I, think that's, I think that's already happening. Yeah, I think that's already happening. I'm not convinced that the 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 smaller, for want of a better word, the kind of maxi-mover type vehicles yeah. are necessarily the answer. We've got a couple of 12-ton trucks where you can get yeah. two, three of our bigger containers on them. And they're really, they're really good motors. They're really good seven and a half ton trucks. That sort of type of thing. You know, yeah. getting them electric, you know, electric vehicles. I, I think that's the way that we would look to to try to move things forward. But it is a mix because the longer distance stuff and certainly the European stuff still, to me, needs to be the biggest vehicles we can get for the payload side of it. You'll need to charge those trucks up while they're on the ferry. <laughs> So what advice would you give to yourself just starting out again? Goodness. Probably what I touched on earlier, really, is not to be scared or, or, or put off by, scared's not the correct word, but put, to be put off by you having a go and doing something from your, off your own bat. You know, the experience and the knowledge that I picked up in quite a short space of time in my early career, I think could have stood me in good stead to, to, to run my own business much, much earlier. But it's easy in hindsight, isn't it? So why didn't you? Is it just purely the fear factor? No, no, not at all, actually. It, loyalty is probably uh, the biggest factor with RSS. Yeah. RSS is a strong brand, a great company, great people. Yeah. And with some great times, you know, when Ian was running the business and stuff, it was a great company to work for. And, you know, we did pretty well. So part of Part of that was was obviously because I wanted to stay with RSS or yeah. affinity to the to the business and the way it's worked out. Uh, I mean, I've no, I've no regrets the way things have worked out. You know, I, I now run RSS and I great affinity to, towards yeah. the brand as well. So yeah, brilliant. So where do you see yourself in the industry in the next five years? Let's deal with yourself first. Yeah, I mean, I don't have the the benefit of being able to go to the young. Movers conference in the BER at the moment because of uh... yeah me neither <laughs> me neither. So I'm at the stage where I want to continue to push and develop both brands of both companies that, that I own in conjunction with the people who are there, and I want to develop the staff base at both companies so that there is a, a transition if and when at some point my wife says I have to quit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's when she says <laughs> well when you, know, you, decide. you know it's like Colin, you've got to listen to the boss you know so <laughs> so that's the way I look at it but um, yeah so I guess in five years time hopefully running bigger more successful businesses together in conjunction with other staff it, it gives me a lot of hope to try to be able to bring people through I know there's a lot of feeling in the industry that it's difficult getting good staff and there's no question that that is an issue both in terms 
Well, I think it's difficult getting staff full stop. Full stop. Whether they're good or not is another matter. But absolutely. But um, and I've been told by many people you can't get the staff on the removal side. People don't want to do removals. They don't want to do the driving and all the rest of it. And and I get that. But we just need to try harder. They just don't want to do the manual side of it. Yeah, that... The youth today don't want to do it. They want to sit in front of their iPads or their Samsung smartphone. They don't want to do the manual labour. Yeah, I know. You can generalise and and you'll always find people, though, who, who are up for it. And, yeah. you know. Those that do it absolutely love it. Yeah. I mean, it is a great industry, isn't it? You're, you're dealing with, if you've got five removals on in a week, you may be dealing with two or three different clients. You may be dealing with five different clients, but you could be going to two or three or five different places in the week. Mm. There's a lot of traveling involved. There's a lot of meeting clients. It's a great industry. Yeah. And it's, if you're going to sit behind a desk like me, you know, meet anybody. <laughs> it's, it, it's, I think that is the, the, the thing. You meet so many different types of people and the overwhelming majority of our customers are fantastic and that's um it's great from from our side of it for selling or the operation side of it or whatever but also just the guys themselves get on great with the customers and and you know we did a big job up in, in edinburgh just a, about a month ago for a really interesting guys retired judge and boys are on the job for a week and he looked after them and the crack was fantastic you know just the guys really enjoyed doing the move and the customer enjoyed having the guys around and it was just a a great experience all around. You can get some fantastic customers. You can get some pains in the asses as well, but you can, majority of the time, get some really, really good customers. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you see the industry in the next five years? You mentioned, obviously, the trucks. I can't see that coming in in the next five years. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the type of industry that it, it kind of, Removals are removals, you know, you're not going to mechanise it. It's not going to be all no. done on the internet. You're still going to need trucks, you're still going to need guys. I think that I would I would hope that there are more skilled people come into the industry or are more people are brought into the industry who can learn the skills more and fresh blood come in across the board, whether it's in my companies or, or elsewhere. So that the future is is kind of it's kind of protected because it is a skilled job and it's not just the you know kind of move a grandfather clock or pack china it's as much about the personal skills how the staff can relate to customers and how they interact more generally with them and just about the attitude side of things just just a can-do attitude really i mean that's what we always try and drum into the all the staff that we have is is, is often that's the thing because it's you know yourself calling that you know moving houses are it's a pain in the neck and it's it's stressful and some people just it's a real struggle. Uh, even in the best of circumstances, yeah. it's 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 a difficult thing trying to fit a move into your 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 normal life. And that's not to talk about divorces or death in the family or whatever, you know. So the the the, the guys play a big, big part in, in trying to just minimize that for for the customers across the board. But I think industry has changed a little bit. Obviously, moving will never really change. But we're changing a little bit in that now we're providing things like shredding bags. If you've got anything that you want destroyed, we'll take that away. You're actually offering a destruction service as well. If there's things you want us to take down to the local charity shop or to the tip, you're doing that. So you're providing much more than we're just going to lift and shift furniture. Mm. But how do we get these new people into the industry? Well, it's it's just a case of, of bringing younger people who don't necessarily have that experience or that knowledge of the industry at all and showing them the possibilities that are there 
even just from a practical, from a manual point of view, the operation side of it, starting out just as a porter and then doing the packing, doing overseas, ordinary driving license, smaller vans, yeah. HTV, all of that. There is a, a real progression there, doing European work, lots of different things. And it's not everyone who is kind of academic or really into sales or management side of things or whatever. A lot of the, the lads are really happy just going out and, and, and doing the actual removals and doing the service. But even some of the academic people come into the industry during the summer periods and end up staying in it because they enjoy it so much. Mm-hmm. So we could still try and attract those. It's just how? How do we get Yeah, them? that's interesting because with a lad, he was a friend of a, a son of a friend of mine and he went to university and degree in graphic design, but he was working in a sports shop. He just couldn't get what he wanted in that, in that line of work, really. Yeah. And so we took him on in the document story side of the business six or seven years ago, but he, he now runs a show at wow. the guy's kind of warehouse manager. At yeah. the document storage place, clever lads probably never ever saw himself in doing that type of job. I offered them the opportunity, I didn't dress it up to be what something that wasn't, but he really liked it and just liked the camaraderie of working with the people, yeah, uh, and all of that. So, brilliant. So, what do you do outside of the industry to switch off? Then, Graham, I try and do quite a bit of running if I can just to let off steam. So, I'm a member of a running club in the town that I live and I hope you're listening to my podcast while you're running no I, I, I of course Colin of course <laughs> that's a wrong answer <laughs> <laughs> of course Colin um, <laughs> no I, I don't I can't really run with headphones or any of that sort of stuff and so so yeah I do about that um, I'm a big Glasgow Rangers supporter season ticket holder there so I meet my pals you know before and after the football and all that so and love going on holiday. Italy being my favourite destination. So try and get away there as often as we can. And finally, I like to end my podcast with a funny moving story. Mm-hmm. Do you have one or more to tell? Pro- uh, yeah. yeah, I suppose probably a couple of little snippets. Um, probably about, goodness, what? Seven or eight years ago, I was um, attending a sales call in quite a nice house up in Morningside in Edinburgh. And uh, it's my, it was a, shoot, it was a Monday morning, first call of the day. Customer was showing me around the house doing the, the survey and then took me outside to have a look at the outside stuff. So out he went the front door and I followed suit. And of course, the front door slammed shut. And it was on the oh, no. mortise, and of course it locked. And the customer wasn't very happy with this, and and kind of an accusing glance at me that I, I shouldn't have shut the door. However, we were locked out. He says it's okay though. He says that the the back door's unlocked. He says but you have to go around the back lane to go at it, and you need to just come over the back wall. <laughs> and it was quite obvious from the customer that he wouldn't be able to do that physically. So I went round the back lane. There was no gate into the back garden. There was about a seven-foot stone wall. <laughs> that particular morning was my first morning with my new suit on. Oh, no. And so <laughs> it was a wet day. It was raining. And I, so I somehow managed to clamber over the stone wall and get into the garden. And, of course, obviously, I landed the other side 
and it was a puddle of mud. <laughs> Got into the into the house, opened the front door, and I was absolutely caked in all sorts. So <laughs> the customer then proceeded to show me around, did the finish off all of that, put the coat in, followed it up a few days later, and he said, I'm sorry, no, you've been unsuccessful with the job. No way. I'm quite honest with you, he said, I was quite unhappy that you left some marks on my whole carpet with your dirty shoes. And uh, You are joking and, me. And, 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 and that was it. And the suit was ruined. I had to cancel the rest of my calls for the day. <laughs> because I got back to the office and I walked in and Ian and Jenny and that in the office were like, what are you? Oh my! Look like I've been wrestling in the uh, in the mud. So, yeah, that that was that wasn't pleasant. I can't believe he didn't get the job. He went above and beyond. That's what I thought. But there you go. Oh dear. The, the, the only other thing was just when I go back to my time in Dumfries, <laughs> when I was out with the guys and with a shipping container to load, and this has probably happened to countless folk in the industry. But, of course, the guy said, well, you need to jump up into the container and we, we close it so that you can check and make sure there's no holes in it. And, of course, I thought, <laughs> nah, this sounds like a wind-up, you know. But the manager came out, Stan, and he said, no, this, this is what happens. We need to make sure it's watertight. So, of course, lo and behold, Dad jumps up into the container, shut the door, and the guy's pissed off for their breakfast. <laughs> How long did they leave you in there? Probably about 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> what is it we're putting guys in things? I don't. I don't having said I don't that, having said that, any time we get we've ever had a container ever anywhere, I always know and remember the first thing you do is you put somebody <laughs> in there. So it was good training. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, Graham, thank you very much for giving up your time this morning to record an episode of Moving Matters with me. You're very I welcome, Colin. It. Thanks very much. And I'll catch you very soon. All right, no problem. I sincerely hope you enjoyed episode 55 of Moving Matters. Please rate, review and subscribe in your favourite podcast player of choice and please tell your industry colleagues about Moving Matters. My thanks and appreciation go to Graham Byers of Removal Services Scotland for giving up his time to record this episode. Thank you again, Graham. If you would like to know more about Removal Services Scotland and the services they provide, then you will find links within the show notes for this episode and on our webpage, movingmatterspodcast.co.uk. And please, if you have a funny moving story that can be relayed to our listeners or you would like to be a guest on the podcast, then do reach out to me by completing the contact form on our webpage, movingmatterspodcast.co.uk. Well, that is all from me, so until next time, keep moving. <laughs> <laughs>